Before we get into this week's episode, I wanted to let you know that this was recorded about two months ago, so you may notice some timeline inconsistencies. Okay, that's all. Enjoy the episode. Song King. That's song like you sing and king like a king and queen. Today I'm joined by one of my closest college friends, Christine. She is a brilliant engineer, a mother to a three-legged cat and a chonky dog, an avid traveler, a photographer with a talent at capturing her friends' worst moments, and overall the most selfless person I know. I was fortunate enough to attend her beautiful wedding in Istanbul, Turkey a few weeks ago, and she's with me today to tell us all the details. Welcome, Christine, to the podcast. Hi, Song. I'm so honored to be on your podcast. I'm honored to have you as my very first guest. I'm very excited. Yay. So um, after your wedding, you and Ata stayed in Turkey for a little bit. How long have you been back? Um, Just about less than a week, actually. We spent one and a half weeks after the wedding just in marital bliss. Um, We went to basically do all the honeymoon things. We went to Cappadocia. How was that? Oh my gosh. We went on a hot air balloon ride. I was almost not going to do it because I saw all the pictures and I was thinking, oh, it's just like a tourist trap. It's really expensive. I think it's 200 something dollars per person and I was like I don't need this but in the end I figured well it's a once in a lifetime thing and I might as well do it and it was by far the best part of Cappadocia for us it's so beautiful up there during sunrise hell yes that's such a relief like when you do sign up for something where you're like I'm not sure if this is going to be a little overrated but it ends up just being even better than you expected. Yeah, exactly. And then we had an amazing, um, very relaxing time in Alachetta, which is this beautiful seaside Aegean town. Um, And we went kite surfing and it was just the best. Oh my gosh. Yes. Ata like used to kite surf, not professionally, but like in school. What was that? Um, He was, yeah, he was an amateur like windsurfer and he also did kite surfing, but he was like sponsored too. So I wouldn't say it was professional because it wasn't his full-time job, but he like got free things from surf companies, which is really cool. Wait, that's so cool. I did not know this about Ata. And in my book, I feel like that's professional. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) So was that um, your honeymoon or was that more of like a mini moon? Um, I would say, yeah, probably a mini moon because I'm really extra when it comes to traveling and I want to like, you know, extend this honeymoon period for longer, kind of like what you're doing. Um, (laughs) So we are planning on going to probably South Africa sometime next year, the year after. Oh my gosh, yes! (laughs) It's just the pinnacle adventure. And I feel like that's just such a fun thing to do for your honeymoon. So thanks for the inspo. (laughs) um, I'm really excited that you that was just your mini moon too, because I feel like, I don't know, I think that the trip right after your actual wedding 
isn't even like really a honeymoon in my mind. It's kind of like just time to decompress from the wedding. How did you feel after the wedding ended? Oh my gosh. I did not realize how exhausted I would be after the wedding. And even during the wedding, at towards the end of the night, um, we were just literally laying down on the couch inside because we could not move. We were just so tired. Yeah. So it was definitely necessary. And it was just so fun to just have time together when we had spent so many days with a bazillion people um, and having to like constantly talk to people 24 seven, we could finally just be relaxed and spend time with each other, which is just what we wanted. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of funny how like little time you get to spend with your partner at your own wedding sometimes. Cause you're just like running around trying to say hi to everyone and talk to everyone and like also go take photos and cut cakes and with a giant sword, which we will get to. <laughs> um, okay. But let's start at the beginning. I want to ask, did you and Ata always know that you wanted to have your wedding in Turkey? Um, no, not at all. So when we got engaged, I mean, we've been talking about it for a while before, too. We were thinking of having a pretty chill wedding, either in the U.S., in Mexico, or in Turkey. So those were the three options. Um, of course, having it in America is just way more expensive, Yep. <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> um, but I thought it was like a good option for me. And then I realized that traveling... And planning is such a big part of my soul. Yes. And in my heart, I was always going to do a crazy big destination wedding. I just didn't really know it until we had done some research into like different venues and figured out this was the best thing for us. Um, And also Atta's grandma, she lives in Istanbul and, you know, she's getting older. So it's more difficult for her to travel, especially by plane. So having it in Istanbul was really the best option for her. She really, really wanted to go to the wedding. Yes. I think it was such a great decision because like you said, you are such a traveler. Also, I think that a lot of our friends are travelers as well. So it was a really cool opportunity. I know for me, it was the first time I'd ever been to Turkey. So I really appreciated that not only were we there for a wedding, but you and Atta like went above and beyond to plan all of these events like in the days leading up in like different areas of the city, really just showing us like what the city has to offer. And um, yeah, overall, I think it was like such a fun trip that was planned, a little mini vacation in Istanbul with you guys. Yeah, thanks. I'm so glad you had fun. (laughs) I did. Uh, So what was the wedding planning process like for you? So um, I know that you are a planner. Do you have a coordinator or a planner? I know that Atta's mom was a little bit involved. Yeah, we spent a little bit of time trying to research online different venues, but venues in Turkey don't have as big of an online presence as they do in the U.S. So um, eventually we kind of just handed the baton to Atta's mom and aunt who lived there And they already were familiar with different venues since Atta's cousin had a wedding in Turkey a few years back. Um, So they just went and toured all these different venues, spending weeks, months, which was very, very appreciated by us. And they basically picked out Adile Sultan for us. Which was beautiful. I love having like that view of the sunset on the Bosphorus and just like the sun setting behind you. And I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but like during your vows when Otto was like, I love you like the way the sun loves the horizon. I literally choked. Like I was like, oh. 
in the back, um, whoever was sitting behind me, probably Ata's uncles were cracking up at me, but I, oh my gosh, I was sobbing that entire ceremony. (laughs) Oh, that's so sweet. I think, yeah, it was so funny because people came up to me afterwards and they were like, what did you do to Atta? That's not the Atta that we know. Why is he saying those words? <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, you kind of cheated though, I think, to get everyone crying by choosing up to walk down the aisle too. <laughs> that was amazing. How did you like choose the song and how did you choose like all of the songs that were involved in your wedding? Oh my gosh. I spent so much time thinking about it. Um, music is just such an important part of my life. Like even growing up, that was a huge thing with my family. So I put so much thought into the aisle walk. So I knew that I wanted to walk down to Moon River by, um, it didn't have to be by two cellos, but I found a good rendition of it. I just fell in love with it. It, to me, it's an epitome of like classic love and that's because Audrey Hepburn sang it in Breakfast at Tiffany's and that's what made it super popular I think at least in my mind Um, and of course you know our generation up I think was just one of the most emotional movies that we we saw in our generation so that song was iconic I think and it was probably one of the only movies that people cry within the first 10 minutes. Totally. Um, so yeah, I when I found that combination, uh, it was a combination of that song from Up and uh, Ave Maria. I just thought it just fit so perfectly in the wedding. Wait, so you actually found a version of these songs that were already mixed together? You didn't kind of like mix them yourselves? No, it was already just on YouTube. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Wow. Okay. So that's so serendipitous. I kind of feel like when it comes to wedding things, the pieces really just fall together sometimes or fall in place, I think is the phrase. Um, So I love that. And then you mentioned like music is really important to your family. I know that you and your brother sometimes like record songs together and um, that your family used to sing musicals in the car. And then at your wedding, your dad actually sang a song for you. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. um, First of all, you are so correct. Music is such a big deal in my family. Um, We love Broadway musicals and my mom, she actually named me after Christine Daae from Fan of the, of the Opera. What? Um, so, <laughs> that just goes to show how obsessed with musicals we all are. <laughs> so for Fiddler on the Roof, I remember was just an iconic musical in our family, I think, because so much of it was based off family, especially the song Sunrise, Sunset, which is the one that my dad sang. And um, in the original musical, it's saying like kind of during a wedding, and my dad was always thinking like, oh, this would be such a sweet song to sing for my daughter's wedding. And he finally got to do it, which honestly was very emotional for me. Yeah, um, it was emotional for me too. <laughs> I, <laughs> I know, I did not expect myself to be that emotional during the reception. Honestly, I expected to cry during the ceremony and then just party during the reception. Did you cry? I teared up I think so it's weird because normally I am a crier yeah like during your wedding I was completely bawling my eyes out but I think there was something about the pressure of having 150 guests sitting right there um 
I definitely teared up when our officiant Shurag was saying all the stories and of course when Atta was saying his vows, um, but the pressure kept the tears at bay. And Atta never cries, so he didn't have any problem. <laughs> That's so funny because I also experienced the same thing. Like, I'm such a crier. I actually once cried at a wedding where I had never met the bride or groom before, but I was just like so full of love. But I did not cry at my own wedding either. So I totally relate to you there. So still on the topic of music and still things that I relate to you, your first dance was an EDM song. Um, I forgot. What was the song that you danced to again? It's called Powerful by Major Lazer. And I think Ellie Golding sings it. Right. Okay. And how did you choose this song? Um, this song, when Atta and I first started dating, we pretty much listened to this song nonstop. Oh. We were really cheesy and we had this like Spotify playlist called oh. Us. Oh my God. I'm going to start crying again. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like this was the one we always like would play on repeat. Mm -hmm. um, and so when it came to our first dance. I had so many different songs in mind. There were some like classic ones, but this song just kept coming to mind. And I knew it would be difficult because it's such a fast paced song. Right. And Atta and I are not dancers. We're both <laughs> pretty bad at dancing. My dancing is just jumping normally. <laughs> I've been to concerts with you. I remember. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I did search on YouTube uh, honestly, this is just an ad for YouTube. Oh my gosh, YouTube sponsor me, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on YouTube. So we searched on YouTube, like dance, powerful, major laser. And literally there was an amazing video that came up and we just started maybe six months before the wedding. And just on random nights, we would just put on the video and put it on like half or quarter speed and try to learn all the movements. <laughs> Oh my gosh, so you just like copied some dance from YouTube? Yeah, in our tiny ass living room. I love that. No, that is so cool because yeah, I was gonna ask like who choreographed, how many lessons did you have to do? So it sounds like you guys just like made time and learned from a video. I love it. So 21st century. <laughs> <laughs> it was a big challenge, but it taught us a lot of conflict resolution. And I would actually really recommend um, in the process of planning your wedding to just find some project. It doesn't have to be a dance, but some project that you work through together because it's really, really fun and it grows your relationship. Absolutely. You're totally right. When Adam and I learned our dance, there was a lot of arguing and giving up a couple times and then getting back into it. But really in the end, it's so worth it to just like work on something together and accomplish something. A hundred percent. I would never have known that you guys did not do lessons or whatever on your dance. It was such a hit. Thank you. Yeah. So, okay. Speaking of the dance, by the time we were at your first dance, you had changed into your second dress. Can you tell the audience a little bit about your second dress and why you chose the one you did? Yeah, I guess being Taiwanese American has been a huge part of my identity growing up and I have kind of a complex relationship with it. I used to try to want to be white. I hated bringing Chinese food to lunch because people would comment on the smell, that kind of thing. Um, but eventually, you know, as you grow older, you start really appreciating those parts of your identity that make you different. So I grew up going to Chinese or Taiwanese weddings. And for the reception, the bride would always change into like some kind of awesome different dress and it usually was a red dress and it usually was a chi pao which is like the traditional wear for 
um, I don't know, in Taiwan or Chinese culture. Um, it's not exactly the wedding wear. It wasn't the traditional yeah. one that you had, right? Yeah. Um, I definitely went more modern. I actually sent a picture to my mom and she said, told me not to get it. She was like, oh, this is going to show too much skin. Do you have another dress in mind? And then I just bought it anyway. <laughs> You're like, it's my wedding. Exactly. And she did tell me at the reception that she was wrong and that it was actually a great dress. Oh my gosh. We love a mom who can admit she's wrong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so I got it from East Meets Dress, which they sell like those kinds of dresses for everyone, but they make it custom for people and you just send in your measurements. And um, a lot of the time they like hand embroider the patterns on it and everything. Um, so I, I always knew I wanted my dress from there. Yeah. Wow. That's really, that's really cool. I, um, I thought your dress was beautiful. The red was beautiful. Not to say that like your first dress wasn't cause that was also like so princessy. Um, where did you get that dress? Um, that dress was from a boutique in LA called Onyx Bridal. Literally the designer is, I can't think of him right now, but Justin Alexander, yes. So I knew I wanted a Justin Alexander dress because I had seen his dresses everywhere and that was, you know, the style that I really wanted to go for. And I was visiting my friends down in LA and so I decided like why not try out some dresses at a boutique that carries them. And I ended up getting the dress. And it was crazy because I actually got it for like $500. It was super marked off. Like total? Yeah. Oh my God. I love that for you. (laughs) I know. It was Black Friday, but they called it like White Friday because, you know, bridal dresses and they were clearing out inventory. So it was a really, really good, you know, luck. Yeah. I had no idea that wedding dresses go on sales. So that is such a great tip. Um, very good tip. I hope the listeners are taking notes right now because, um, I want to spend $500 on my dress. (laughs) Um, okay. So going back to the red dress and like your whole being Taiwanese American and pulling in that part of your culture, were there other traditional things that you took from either your side of the family or Atta's side of the family? Honestly, the biggest Turkish tradition we had was a lot of the guests gave us gold because that's a big thing in Turkey. I heard about that. Um, So we actually ended up getting a lot of our wedding gifts in gold, which eventually Atta's mom just took and sold for us to give to us in dollars. Oh, okay. I was going to ask like, so what actually happens with this bag of gold? So were people giving you mostly like coins and stuff or like... I don't know, chunks of gold or were people giving you gold jewelry and stuff as well? Um, There were a couple of gold jewelries, but most of them is literal just like a square or a coin of gold. And it will say like, oh, how many grams it is on it and everything. And some people like merge together to buy a bigger chunk of gold. Um, Yeah, it was kind of crazy because I'm used to a Taiwanese Chinese culture where people just straight up give cash yeah um so it's similar just different material yeah I mean gold was you know like currency at one point in the world and Turkey is a very very ancient country and culture so I guess that makes sense yes isn't it like a tradition to throw money at the bride as well yeah it's a Turkish tradition for guests to stick 
money on on the bride's dress while she dances. <laughs> um, Atta didn't want to do it, and it does have a little bit of um, stripper vibes. <laughs> yeah, I thought I was, you know, open to it. I don't mind just getting money, but <laughs> uh, it definitely wasn't the vibe. You know, we should have just done that at your bachelorette party. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. <laughs> Would have been great. Okay, so to the reception, it was beautiful. The food that you guys chose was delicious. The main course, I want to say we had lamb, and that was the best lamb I have ever eaten in my life, hands down. Yay! That makes me so happy. Did you guys get to do a tasting? No, um, we actually didn't. Mm. So Atta's mom and aunt went to the tasting and they picked out all the food, which we 100% trusted them on um, because they're big foodies too. And yeah, they picked the lamb. It's, I think, six or eight hours slow roasted. Um, yes, it was very it was soft. Absolutely delicious. Like, fell off the bone. Chef's kiss, you know? It was so good. Yeah, I was actually just thinking about that dish recently and how I wish I could eat it again. <laughs> I'm glad it's inspired you so. But that, I mean, Atta and I, I would say our biggest thing together is eating and drinking well. Um, and that's what we wanted for our guests. So 100%, we were going to give good food, like really good food and open bar all yes. the way. <laughs> Did you get to eat any of the food during the night? <laughs> I did eat the lamb nice. and I did eat the ravioli, but the rest of it, I just took small bites of and just ran off to talk to people. And that, yeah, the, the food thing is real. I listened to so many you know, podcasts and things like that saying, oh, you're not going to get to eat on the wedding. So I managed to stuff some food into myself so I wasn't dying, but I, I totally get that. Yeah. And I think like you guys had the sweetheart table, which I am such a huge proponent for because you do get to kind of like sit away from everyone else for a little bit. So if you need a break, it's like, okay, I'm going to go sit down real quick, eat some food. I think I like walked past you one time and I was like, keep eating, don't get up. But I just wanted to say hi. <laughs> that was great. Um, yeah. The sweetheart table probably saved us, like saved our lives because we were originally not even going to have one. The <gasps> venue people insisted like, oh, they're not going to need it. They're going to spend all this time talking to other people. And we literally kept pushing back. Wait, and not sit down at all? Um, they said, oh, if you need seats, we might just put you at the family table. And I was like, no, I can't. Mm -mm. I can't have to talk to family when I'm trying to relax and decompress. I need to just sit with Atta alone. And, you know, it worked out really well. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you pushed back on that. That's so ridiculous. I can't believe they even pushed back about you having your own table. Like, that seems so simple. Right? What were some of your favorite moments from the wedding? Oh, you already mentioned my dad singing Sunrise Sunset, but that was very emotional for me. Um, we also, the dance that I had with my dad was... Yes. Um, very momentous for me because we danced to obviously another Broadway musical mm -hmm. tune, which was Our Children from Ragtime. We both knew the song, so we were both singing the lyrics, and it was just a really special moment for us. Um, obviously, Atta and my dance, I was so nervous going into it, but it just all fell into place, and it was so easy and fun once we started 
getting spun around on the dance floor. I know you did that too for your wedding. Yes. Everybody has to be spun around at least once during their dance. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And one of my favorite moments I have to say was um, getting in the taxi at the end of the night when we were going home, uh, there was uh, no, no, not just that part, not just but leaving. Was, oh, okay. <laughs> the the taxi company was the same for all the taxis that was com- were coming, and so on the radio there was another driver talking, and Ata translated and said that he was complaining about how drunk his passengers were, and at that moment we looked at each other and we were like, yeah, that night was a success. <laughs> Oh, man, it was probably my taxi, to be honest. I was like (laughs) wrangling some drunk people who were at my Airbnb. And I was like, I can't leave you here. But please come with me. (laughs) I love that responsible song. Yeah, yes. Um, Something else like a detail that I loved about your wedding was the Harry Potter candles. Oh, my gosh. How did you accomplish that? Tell them about that. Yeah, um, it actually was just something that I saw in a random photo in the venue. And I was like, I 100% need that. I love fantasy and I love Harry Potter specifically. Of course, us millennials all grew up obsessed with Harry Potter. So I needed the candles in the great hall to be above my reception. And it turned out so beautiful. It was just so magical. It just looks like they were hanging in the air, uh, just like in Hogwarts. And so, yeah, that was just something I iconic, you know, like watching movies as a kid, now you don't remember that many of the scenes, but from the few you do remember, they were, you know, really, really magical. So I wanted that for my big day. Well, um, I thought they were beautiful. Honestly, when I was there, I did not make the connection that they were the Great Hall candles from Harry Potter. But I will say that my brother, when he saw your Instagram story immediately, he was like, are those the Harry Potter candles? So people definitely knew. Yes. Okay. I'm so glad. Those are all the little details, right, that you put in because, you know, you're obsessive and you don't know if people even notice or care but you know in the end it's for you exactly it's like it's for you because like whether it's something that like went totally right or went totally wrong your guests really have no idea so it's really just like what you get out of it uh were there any things that you kind of like wanted to do and it didn't work out or you did do but like maybe it didn't I don't know work out the way you thought it would Yeah. A few days before we left for Turkey, I was like, we need a signature drinks menu because (laughs) I don't know, maybe it was like slight bridezilla coming out. Um, I just fell in love with all these, you know, really basic drinks menus that I saw all over Instagram. Uh, A lot of them were pet themed. And one of my biggest, um, you know, regrets is not being able to have Simba or Willis in our wedding because obviously it was way too far. Um, yeah, so, kind of hard to travel with them. Yeah, but it didn't really work out because we had it at the bar, but no one really went to the bar. People were kind of just ordering from the servers and it was very dark inside. So, you know, I don't think anyone saw them. Wait, oh my gosh. I can't believe I missed that because at your wedding, I definitely thought like, wow, Christine and Ata, like their pets are like so part of their family, such a like, um, I don't know, like part of your identity that I was very surprised there was no drinks named after Simba or Willis. And I I totally missed it. So I was one of those guests. It's all good. (laughs) 
it was just for me too. (laughs) (laughs) Did you actually end up drinking any of those drinks? Did you drink that night? I didn't drink that much. Honestly, I think I maybe had like three drinks throughout the night. Um, I just didn't have enough time, honestly. And I was just so hyped up on all the energy. I literally didn't need a single drop of alcohol. Yeah. Actually, it's funny because the, the most I drank or I drank also during the day because I was just so exhausted from getting ready. Um, they were, you know, piling the makeup yes. and piling the hair. Yes. And someone came by and they're like, do you want some tea? And I was like, do you have white wine? <laughs> <laughs> and she got me wine. I love that. Um, how early did your day start? Because you had like a night-ish wedding. Yeah, we got there at noon. Um, and then they just immediately started doing everything, like all the makeup, all the hair, um, everything for all the bridesmaids. And so I was just there kind of like having to be upright for many hours. And then we did like first look photos and uh, hours of photos and family photos, which honestly, I would not do again. It was just so exhausting. (laughs) But I'm sure that when you get the pictures, you'll appreciate them. Yeah, hopefully. I I wish I had a photo with my parents. It's all right. Uh, You would be really exhausted. Honestly, I would just advise people to try to keep that time short because, um, you know, in the end, it's about experience the moment. As long as you have a few photos snapped of it, you can remember it. Totally. Did you have um, like a photographer there the whole time? I remember there was a photographer at the entrance when the guests arrived, which I thought was so awesome. I like turned to Adam. I was like, see, this is what I wanted. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, we lit- We had two photographers and one videographer, I believe. Um, so I'm super excited for that, the video to come. But yeah, we had, I mean, I wanted photos. I'm so such a big proponent of capturing every single moment. Um, sometimes I need to check myself because I'm like, am I experiencing this through my eyes or through my screen? So, you know, I'm super big on photos. So I was going to you know, get all the photographers up in there. I did notice that you kind of like went out and came, went back inside and came back out a couple of times. Um, was that planned? Was it just because you kept... I don't know, using the restroom, changing and all that stuff or what was going on? I actually didn't have to use the restroom almost at all the entire night. Mm, um, I stay very dehydrated <laughs> generally, so <laughs> normally not a huge issue for me. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but it was just to change. I had to go in and get my dress bustled so I could have the first dance with my dad. Um, and then I had to go and take it all off and change, which takes a surprisingly long amount of time. Yeah, it does. And while you're changing, you're like, I just want to be out there. Exactly. And every time we come back in, come back out, it had to be like a whole event where they played different music and everything. Yeah, I did notice that it was always like introducing the bride and groom. I was like, wait, isn't this like the fourth time you've introduced them now? (laughs) Yeah, the venue is very dramatic. So it's actually interesting because we are like among the smallest parties for the venue. So on weekdays, their minimum is 150 guests. But on the weekends, it's like 350 or something. So normally these venues put on huge weddings. Um, So that's why everything is so extra and dramatic. Got it. Got it. Speaking of numbers, how many people were at your wedding? 
it was about 150. I think a couple people, like one person got food poisoning and one person canceled last minute, but it was around that. Oh, and you were mentioning weekday. Is that kind of one contributing reason why you got married on a Monday? Um, which for the audience who was not at the wedding, uh, it was Labor Day weekend. So it wasn't just a random Monday. But yeah, how did you kind of choose that date? We figured if everyone is going to fly all the way to Turkey, it makes sense to do it on a weekday anyway, since, you know, people are taking a few days off regardless. Um, and the Monday was easy for us because it's a holiday in the U.S., but it's not a holiday in Turkey. Um, so it was just a simple choice. And it was so much cheaper on a Monday. I forgot exactly how much, but it was mainly based on the minimum number of people. We would have had to pay for at least 350 on a weekend versus just the minimum of 150 on a Monday. And 200 more is like a lot. That's more than double. So that's, uh, I think you made the right decision there. <laughs> yeah. And it was great. The only thing that was bad, the traffic, because Monday yeah. evening, Istanbul traffic <laughs> is terrible. That was the worst part. I felt so bad for my guests who took hours to arrive at the venue that wasn't even that far away. Do not feel bad. We felt bad. I was amongst the many cars, just so the audience knows it wasn't just us, but I was amongst the many cars that were late. And we had this whole group chat. We're all messaging. We're like, people's taxis were going the wrong direction. Like, Everybody had booked like hours in advance, so we'd get there early and there's just so much traffic, uh, which like I think none of us really could have predicted. I thought leaving two hours early would be good. Guess not. <laughs> but um, I think we just felt guilty because we were like, are they going to like start without us? Like we don't want them to delay for us, but at the same time we want to be there. And I don't know how much of that was happening like behind the seat, like that you were aware of. Um, yeah. Were you aware of any of that? Um, I was aware that people were not, or were going to be late. And I was super sad because I had this whole idea of me getting married, like right before the sunset with mm. like still a lot of light, but it was just, it was so easy to make the decision just to delay. Like so many people that I loved were late and I was like trying to figure out who was late too. It was someone I didn't care too much about. Like, eh. But everyone, you know, everyone who attended the wedding, honestly, was someone I loved a lot. Of course. Um, so of course. I really, it was just so important for everyone to be there. Yeah, no, that was really, that was really cool of you guys to kind of delay. Um, I'm sorry for the part I played in that. <laughs> no, it was just, you know, Istanbul is crazy. Yeah, it is. It is. Well, that is about all the time that we have. Christine, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing all these stories about your wedding. And I feel really um, honored to just have been there. Everyone you're inviting to the wedding loves you and you love them. And I hope that you felt so, 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 so loved that weekend because you really are so loved. Oh, that's <laughs> so sweet. Though. Um, I definitely felt incredibly loved it was an insane experience and people who say like oh the wedding day is the best day of my life I'm always like oh, that's silly it's just one day and you know um but I totally understand what people mean by that it's just so full of love happiness laughter and you know everyone you love is there at the same time and it's just something you're never going to experience again totally 
and they're all just there for you and like happy for you. So, um, I think it's such a, like such a wonderful feeling to be in and yeah. Anyways, thank you so much again, Christine. I'm sure that the two of us will chat again soon. And do you want to have any last words for the audience? Do whatever day that you want to do. Don't listen to any of the people who try to make you do traditions. In the end, you're just going to regret not staying true to yourself. So do whatever you want and have fun. Yes, have fun. I could not have said it better myself. All right. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe on whatever you're listening to this podcast on. And I will talk to you all soon. Okay, love you. Bye.